0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
2: What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby.
0: The Buffalo Bills lose a heartbreaking game in Nashville. It came down to the last seconds, 34-31 to against the Tennessee Titans. And we are here to recap that loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate, and we are going to discuss the Bills' loss tonight. Monday Night Football over the Tennessee Titans to the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry, uh, thirty four to thirty one. As we mentioned earlier, we'll go over our thoughts of the game, some stats of the game, our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and as always, our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers with some help from our followers on Twitter. We're going to give away two different items. At the end of the podcast, we're going to give away a an Oliver jersey, signed jersey, and a Daryl Tally signed jersey, and some uh, T Public merch. So stay tuned for that. But I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, going into this game, the Bills just came off a huge win against the Kansas City Chiefs. They were riding high. They pretty much demolished them in Arrowhead. So you're thinking that this is going to be, uh, at least, I th- I thought the Bills were going to win this game. I uh, I went on a pregame show for Buffalo rumblings, uh, the YouTube channel, uh, the multicast channel, whatever you want to call it, with Joe Miller, Bruce Nolan, and uh, Big New. And we discussed this, and we all had the Bills winning pretty handily by at least two scores. And we were just kind of figuring, well, last time the Bills played, they didn't have Tregevius White and Matt Milano um, and Starly Tulule and Levi Wallace, and they do this year, and the Bills are playing much better defense. He thought they'd be able to stop Henry like they did before it all and started and began with him and they couldn't do it. And it came down to that last play of the game. So let's start there, John and Mike. um, I'll start with you, John. Um, That last series of the game where the bills were down um, 34, 31, they were driving uh, deep into the Titans territory. Uh, Josh Allen dove on the sidelines to get a first down. He didn't end up getting it. It was fourth and inches And, uh, instead of the bills electing to kick a field goal, just to tie it and go into overtime, uh, they decided to go for it on fourth down, which they did not get, uh, the bill's offensive line could not create room for Josh Allen. He slipped. It looked like, and they ended up going short and that was the game. So John, I'll ask you first, what did you think of the play call? Did you agree or disagree with the call to go for it on fourth down? and uh, obviously uh you know any more thoughts on that yeah and i i mean obviously this
3: was a rough game overall i i texted you guys before the play happened like oh they should just go for it and you know i, I don't know how much of that was me just being a fan like oh you should always go for it but um i do feel like it was the right call I, I, obviously no unfortunate outcome you know it did look like allen slipped Ugh, this is I, I, a this tough game man i <laughs> roller coaster ride you know the lead changes and everything. I I'm just still trying to recover from it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a tough one, tough one. Mike, what do you think about the last series specifically? Um, Josh Allen diving for the for the for the first down, obviously not getting it, and then going for it on fourth down. Did you like the call? What about the execution? Let me know your thoughts.
1: Loved the call. It's just great to it, it, pulling back and looking at the forest for the trees like it's so great to see the bills like leading the power rankings all the national media talking about them we've been waiting our whole lives for this so it's it's exciting and i don't think this really changes the discussion it's not like they got destroyed like they're they're a preeminent team in the nfl tennessee this i agree with john like this felt like even watching the game there it never felt like the bills were going to lose until the last play (laughs) until Tannehill was like in the victory formation, you're like, you thought the bills were going to pull this out. Um, I still thought they were going to pull it out. Somehow. Even in the yeah. Victory
0: formation. Man. Gosh. It was like, if,
1: it's yeah. just what a confluence of events. If he was long, wearing longer cleats and, and didn't slip, right? Like it, it's just, it looked like he just lost purchase and went down and man, it, Man. Just we're all prisoners of the moment. So those those last couple of plays loom large, but Mackenzie's return was a touchdown. Um and then the play right before the fourth down, Allen was like inches away, right? Um inches, yeah. And then the the goal line is just oh it's incredible. But that's why you love it, right? Seven lead changes. It was a really fun game to watch, instant classic. Um but I love the call because Tennessee had scored six times, uh, leading up to right to the in the conclusion of the game. So you get the feeling if the Bills played for the tie and Tennessee got the ball, like there, nobody was stopping Derrick Henry on that night. He's just what a what a player, what a beast. So I I did like the call, um, and that closes out week week six, and the Bills are still two games up leading the division. So like I don't think anything changes. Really, in my mind, like it was a great game. Um, and I love where the Bills are headed.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of it was like a series of unfortunate events on that last drive that uh Isaiah McKenzie, 101 yard kickoff return for a touchdown, gets called, uh was Andre Smith gets called for a holding uh call, which looked like the correct call. It looked like it could, you know, they could have not called it. But at the same time, it was at least a little bit blatant um, a little bit more than some of the calls that have gone against the bills in recent weeks. Uh, that was a heartbreaker. would have obviously loved to see the bills go up by, uh, by four and then force the Titans to have to run down the field and, and score again. Um, that was unfortunate. And then you know the the Josh Allen uh, play, which would have been a highlight real play had he gotten that first down still might be just him like diving you know up in the air with three guys and I'm trying to reach the football over I mean it's just like it's vintage Josh Allen right um harkening back to the the hurdle last week right uh can can you harken back to game.
1: something that happened a week ago <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. John, what's the time frame on hearkening?
0: John's in a spiral of depression right now. You can't ask him about semantics at this point in the night.
1: I would say John. What's your over under 20 years?
0: Recall. How about recall? It recalls back to <laughs> harken back. Harken back to the days is usually the phrase. <laughs> harken back to the days. Well, about roughly seven like, days. Like ago. Like before this life
1: altering
3: technology. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh,
1: hearkening back to the time before I cars. Feel like,
3: I feel like when you hearken back to something, it's something that you talk about often. So because it's been so such a short period of time, you haven't been able to talk about it as often. Like if it was like 10 years ago, you are you keep hearkening back, you keep talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this has only been a week. You, talk, you talked about it a couple of times maybe. Right? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. So not the correct. Word usage. Thank you, Mike and John, for pointing that out. Um, I can't wait to hearken back to the days where you stop uh, criticizing my word usage. But no, uh, yeah, that, that play was unfortunate. It didn't look like it was a bad call, at least again, you know, like the holding call. Like I could see why they made that call and it didn't look like he was definitely past the... Pylons, unlike unlike that Cole Beasley touchdown, or at least what I thought was a touchdown, where I I thought he went, thought he crossed the goal line, and then they just ran another play really quick. It's like no, 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 you guys don't have to do that because it's not the other team that had a, it's not you didn't have a questionable call that could go against <laughs> you. It was I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah, and I agree. just been unfortunate, I I like the same <laughs> about the Cole Beasley like not yeah. touchdown, yeah, like it looked like he had it. I don't know why they didn't challenge that one, but, um, you know, McDermott's been better about his challenges. Um, You can't lose them if you don't use them. So um, there was the play right after on fourth and inches and Josh Allen just it was a botch snap or run or slip. And um, I like the play. Uh, mostly because, like John said, the aggressiveness. John's you're like the most aggressive guy over the text message chat. You're like, Oh, go for it every time. It's like, Oh, it's like fourth and 20 in your own 10 yard line. John's like, Go for it. Gives up. No, no, <laughs> not every time,
3: but when it makes sense to do so, <laughs> it makes sense
0: to do so. Okay, fourth and 20 on your own 15. Like, you got at least <laughs> like my, like the classic thing for me is when you're a no man's land, right?
3: right? You're like too long for a field goal, too short for a punt, and it's like fourth and four or shorter, like. Every time teams do the wrong thing like that, that that's a classic example.
0: Well, it's like with this, with this specific example of them trying to get the first down, you know, you're, you're basically, you're putting the game in your hands to win it right then and there. You're basically saying, you know, I have a chance to score a touchdown with in three yards now, as opposed to, um, um, you know, getting the tie, then hoping that you get the ball back after the kickoff or after the coin toss, and then hoping that you score a touchdown and that the other person doesn't score a touchdown first, or then you get a field goal and the other person doesn't get a field goal first. It's like all these all these mental gymnastics and things that could last you know another half hour or so, and all these things that are out of your control, whereas in your control right now you have enough time. It's not like the time was the issue that, right then because they had timeouts and it was just can I get the next three or four yards to get that touchdown and score and win? So I like the aggressiveness. I mean, obviously not happy with the outcome, but I think they made the right call. I didn't necessarily like the play call either. I wish that maybe there was a little bit more either trickery or whatever they did. Like it felt like whenever they did something a little bit different, they scored or they did well on. Whereas if they just did the typical drop back and pass, like they didn't have as much uh, luck that way, but, Anyway, uh, that's a good point. Look at the two point conversion, right? Yeah. Wide open, Allen was wide open on that one. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get into some sweet last He plays of the game, but yeah, I, I back and forth, like Mike said, um, lead changes and stuff like that. It was an exciting game. Um, I don't feel nearly as as drained as I did from the game uh, last season where they lost forty two sixteen. That seemed that seemed really rough. That was the game where Mike. Uh, gave us the horse and the parable thing to kind of put it in perspective uh, so that we all, so that we all didn't lose our, our minds after that. But um, fire emoji ratings for Josh Allen tonight. Um, We're going to go into um, stats of the game.
1: Let me, let me say one more thing about the, the the call. Like, it seems like, uh, and I'd be curious to what you guys think. Like, it, it seems like everybody talks about um, the emotion attached with going forward on fourth and one, right? Like, uh, oh, uh, give your team a chance to win. Um, right, like put the ball in your best player's hands, but just mathematically, I think it's the best decision, right? Wouldn't you say, like there was something, um, like in basketball, if, if you have one second left to, sh- to shoot a say a three pointer, and you're probably making that as like thirty three percent, and your chance of making the two pointer to tie is forty five percent. So a lot of people would say like, oh shoot, the two the two pointer because it has a higher percentage of going in. But then you have to factor in the 50-50 shot at overtime, mm-hmm. right? So like it just yeah, seems the, math the, 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 like you, the you, cold hard statistics of it would w- taking all the emotion out of of trying to win it. Like uh, I like the math of just going for it there when you need an a couple of inches, right. Rather than going to overtime, especially when you'd have to play against Derrick Henry.
0: When you talk about, you know, something being 45% likely, but then you're saying, well, it's not 45% likely to win. It's just to not lose. Mm -hmm. So you're tying and then, and then you're 50, 50 in overtime. Really? Yeah, exactly. You're compounding a probability, which is probably in the end, less than the chance to win the 33% that you mentioned earlier. Obviously, you know, given those statistics. So uh, no, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't disagree with, with the play calling or or the logic or thought. Um, I'm glad I, I have a coach that doesn't play to lose. Uh, And, you know, with the way that the game was going, there was no guarantee that, you know, if the bills didn't get the ball back that Henry wouldn't have run it in. I mean, they kept mentioning on the broadcast, how, how much better he is as the game goes on into fourth quarter and overtime he's like at 6.2 yards per carry like the first quarter it's like 3.8 in the second quarter it's 4 or something and the third it's 5 something and the sixth the fourth quarter it's like 6 something so he just you know he just wears you down overtime like, it's probably like 20 plus
1: big,
0: <laughs> it's uh they didn't have a stat for it cuz he never gets tackled in overtime it's just infinity <laughs> it's just his yards per carry <laughs> or wherever the end zone is yeah yeah let's talk about Der- Derrick Henry real quick um, you know, the last three games that the bills played against the Titans, they were able to kind of bottle him up and, and stop him. Uh, but this game, they, he just, I mean, he had his way with them. He was like, I, my, my comparable for, for Derek Henry, he's his own guy, but he kind of reminds me of, uh, Brandon Wait, Jacobs. Guess. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, rhymes with, uh, sh- Brandon, <laughs> Yeah, Brandon Jacobs from the Giants. You remember him? Jeez,
1: I would He's have said like... like Marshawn Lynch.
0: Oh no, Henry's w- way bigger than me.
3: Earl Campbell, oh. man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Hearkening, it, that's hearkening, John. That's an appropriate hearkening.
0: That is of you are hearkening back to before we were born. <laughs> John's like a, <laughs> in the same franchise. John- same franchise, even right? Same franchise. The You're starters. right. You're right. Same franchise. Same franchise. Um Speaking back to harkening back, what do you think about that? Uh, the uh, Mike Vrabel harkening back to the uh, Music City Miracle by uh, trying to pull one on that punt return, where it was actually called a, uh, a forward pass <laughs> against the Titans. And uh, let me tell you something. You know what
3: Vrabel was good at? The reverse jinx. He looked sick to his stomach the, from the opening kickoff, and I think it was premeditated, so he could. The reverse jinx on us. Wait, so by running the play, he put the reverse
0: jinx on us. No, from the opening kickoff, from the beginning of the game, he wanted to put the reverse he... jinx on us by by being sick. Yeah, did you? Did, Wouldn't I, he I, just I, be jinxing I'm, I'm us? Not, I'm just <laughs> not following your logic.
1: <laughs> Can you reverse jinx?
3: No, like you know, in fantasy football, fantasy football, you're like, oh no, you're gonna win. You know, I I suck this and that. You're like trying to like reverse jinx, right? the way he looked on the sideline every time the camera looked at him he was shaking his head it didn't matter if he was winning or losing or what like since the very beginning of the game he just looked like he was like ah the, you know looked disgusted
1: wait <laughs> you're not actually like when you like oh good game you're probably going to win you you're just trying to screw
0: us <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> john used to do that crap all the time in fantasy hey good good game you're probably going to win it's like, John, you're up by 30 and you have three <laughs> players left to play on Monday Night Football. I have no one. Yeah, good luck. You'll probably win. <laughs> man. Oh, man, so the reverse jinx, huh? Nice. Nice, John. So Vrabel is as underhanded as John, perhaps, hmm. in real football. Somebody tweeted at us. It was pretty funny that, that uh, he looks like a high school gym teacher, Mike Vrabel, or something like that. Uh, he just has that vibe with like the gelled hair and stuff. Yeah. Um, he just looked confused most of the game when he wasn't angry. He was just confused, like, huh, like what? <laughs> <laughs> huh, <laughs> <laughs> like just maybe just confused, not confused at like the play, just like where are we? Like, what is that? Like, is that is that a scoreboard up there? Like, is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just it was a very. It's kind of like showing how him Kelsey looked off.
1: last week, right?
0: Yes, hmm. yes. Oh, man. The camera loves those guys that are like those big dudes that look like the close cropped hair, those big goons, you know? Yeah, cropped hair. Looking up at the scoreboard. Mouth agape, right, Mike? Isn't that what you said about Kelsey last week? Huh? What? Oh, man. Like, another thing, too, that makes me think of Mike, you kept mentioning how last week they just. They were showing the the Chiefs' sidelines way too often, it felt like. And this week, I, I got that feeling about the Titans, too. Um, and I don't know if I'm overly sensitive or, you know, I feel like the just the conversation and the focus of tonight's game was just like Derrick Henry, you know? And Derrick Henry is amazing, don't get me wrong. But, like, you also have an MVP caliber quarterback on the other side. And I feel like if this was, like, a Mahomes-Henry thing, they would show Mahomes most of the time. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know what the bills have to do to, to get the focus of a primetime broadcast when they have the better record, they have the better team, even though they didn't win. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a little sensitive to it for all the years of, I, I, I'm at the
3: point where like, I don't even care anymore. Like it is what it is. And, you know,
1: about the mil- know. the bills, media I, bias or like,
3: like life. Yeah, like I'm just so used to it at this point. It's like, whatever, like, just I don't even care. Like, they called Josh Allen Tannehill at one point.
0: It <laughs> was funny. Like, come on, it was funny. It was that it was that play where he batted it down, uh, he batted it down, it's like, oh, great veteran play by Tannehill. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Nobody corrected him. Um, yeah, I'm still, I still don't like the media bias, but um. I don't let it bother me too much. You're right. It's just funny. It's just worth noting. I'm sure all Bills fans noticed it, as it seemed like they did in tweets and replies. So let me go into uh, stats of the game. Stats of the game.
3: They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance.
0: Well, oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, can't. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Let's go to the Bills first. Uh, Bills, Josh Allen, fire emoji rating. Um, this is something we started this season for Josh Allen's performance. Each week, we give him a fire emoji rating out of five. And I'll go first this time. Um, Josh Allen, Josh or John mentioned earlier 74% completion percentage, 35 for 47, 353 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And I'm going to say that I'm going to give him four, four or four and a half fire emojis. I'm going to give him four. Just because of that slip-up at the end, uh, which might not necessarily have been his fault, but I'm going to give him four. Mike, how many uh, fire emojis do you give Josh in tonight's performance? He basically was the entire offense. Yeah. Not to sway your opinion. Four
1: four feels right. He basically put the team on his back and uh, carried him, for sure. But mm-hmm. that last play looms large, right? Like That's what we're all going to remember.
0: John?
3: Yeah, I agree with four. I, I mean, there's, there were also other plays in the red zone. Uh, if you remember, in particular, after the Emmanuel Sanders hold, there were a couple of plays in a row where he, you know, either missed a guy or, you know, um, uh, yeah, four four sounds right.
0: Yeah, at the beginning of the game, it kind of hurt them to get two field goals instead of at least one touchdown on those possessions. Um, so that was unfortunate, obviously, but. Uh, didn't turn the ball over minus that one interception to, which was the first play. Basically the bills got the ball, uh, uh, towards the end of the second quarter and, uh, Josh Allen passed it to the left hand. It was like to the left and it was intercepted by, uh, Keith Byard, um, or whatever his name is, who cares? Uh, so yeah, I mean, if it was if the, if he had gotten that first down and they got the touchdown, maybe you're talking five fire emoji rate. I think that's fair uh, for that one. So Mike and John, I'll give you this quiz. Uh, how many rushing yards did the Bills running backs have in today's loss? How many rushing yards did the... Now Mike went first last time in the quiz we did for Stats of the Game. John, how many running rushing yards did Bills running backs have today? Don't look down at your phone.
3: Trying to think like how many Alan might have had. <laughs> um, like fifty? I'll go uh, under. Wait, wait, I'll go
0: under John's like, no wait, forty-five. <laughs> make John make it difficult or might make a difficult decision. Forty five and a half. John, you go with fifty. Mike goes under. It was actually fifty-one. So yes! good guess. Good guess. Mike obviously thinking that the running backs weren't a major part of it because they weren't really. Thirteen carries for both uh Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Only 51 yards rushing. Um that breaking, not terrible. It might
1: be terrible. might be brought down.
0: So Josh Allen. So the leading uh rusher for the Buffalo Bills, Devin Singletary, five carries for 27 yards 5.4 yards per carry josh allen second leading runner rusher nine carries for 26 yards 2.9 yards per carry uh and zach moss eight carries for 24 yards three yards per carry as far as leading receivers for the buffalo bills emmanuel sanders leading the way this week five receptions on eight targets for 91 yards stefan diggs nine receptions on 89 or on 11 targets for 89 yards and a touchdown. Stefan Diggs had a great game today. Emmanuel Sanders had a great game today. Cole Beasley back in the mix. Now um, I think I mentioned earlier that I did a a, a podcast with uh, Joe Miller, uh, Bruce uh, and big Newt, and we were just basically pre previewing the game uh, on the Buffalo rumblings, YouTube channel. And uh, someone asked if, if Cole Beasley was going to be a, a bigger part of the offense, With uh, because is he going to get more than 40% snaps? And my answer to that was yes, I think this is going to be the game where he brings it together. And third and Cole Beasley did seven receptions on nine targets for 88 yards and one touchdown. And he did have a touchdown on third down, so that was for you and uh, for you guys for Mike and John. So Dawson Knox, I'm only going to mention Dawson Knox just because um. He had three receptions on three targets for 25 yards, and then he was injured the rest of the game. So Tommy Sweeney had that one-yard touchdown reception. Um, Hopefully, uh, Zach Moss will be back next week. No sacks by the Buffalo Bills on defense, which is kind of crazy because the stat going into the game was that Tannehill gets sacked every 10 snaps or something ridiculous like that, Uh, like 20% of the time or something, or what was it? Uh, 10% of his dropbacks, whatever were sacks, something just 20 sacks. All He had 20 sacks on the season in the first five games. And he had the bills defense pass rush had zero sacks. They did have one interception. Jordan Poyer, that one interception Um, great play by him. Um, Let's go to the Titans side of the ball real quick. Ryan Tannehill, 18 for 29, 216 yards, zero touchdowns, passing one interception. That is the most, Ryan Tannehill stat line of Ryan Tannehill's uh, running the ball. Derrick Henry, obviously 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns, 7.2 yards per carry. Like that's just, uh, I mean, we're going to get into wall of famers and wall of shamers lately, but I'm going to focus on one of those. And then Ryan Tannehill had uh, two carries for three yards, one touchdown. He had that one rushing touchdown. Oh, and by the way, Mike and John, um, not only did I think the bills were going to win just because, you know, I mentioned all the players they didn't have last season when they played them, but, uh, the Titans were losing starters left and right in their secondary. they lost Taylor Luan in their offensive line. And you're just like, okay, well, the bills are going to take advantage of it. Wrong <laughs> the bills. I mean, Julio Jones went out with a hamstring injury at one point. You're like, okay, like now it's going to finally start to catch up to the Titans. It did not. A.J. Brown's... Yeah, we, had no, we had no answer for the pressure they were bringing on. No answer to defend. Yeah. To, yep. We weren't blocking, and, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It definitely felt that way. Receiving the ball, uh, Titans' leading receiver was A.J. Brown. Seven receptions on nine targets for 91 yards. Leo Jones, and uh, that's about it. Let's see. How many sacks did the Titans have on the Bills? Three sacks on the Buffalo Bills. So obviously not a great uh, game defending against the Titans pass rush. And obviously Josh Allen being Josh Allen, it would have been a a few more sacks if he wasn't as good at at, uh, evading the pass rush. I want to give this stat out. I want to do a shout-out for Tyler Bass. 3-for-3 tonight, uh, long of 52 uh, yards for field goals, uh, 2-for-2 for extra points. I thought he had a really good game. And let's see, are there any more stats that I'm missing? Dawson Knox was a a former high school quarterback. He connected with Josh Allen on the two point conversion. I'm sure I know they mentioned this in the broadcast and I know a lot of people listening knew that, but Dawson Knox is a former high school quarterback. Of course he hurt his hand um, on the one play. So even they mentioned that it it was uh, he hurt his hand even before that pass, but he wanted to be in for that pass. So that was pretty cool. And that does it for stats of the game stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. We are going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll go into our Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game and our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers and giveaways, so stick around. Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. The Buffalo Bills lost 34-31 to against the Tennessee Titans, and we're continuing our recap uh, portion of it. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike, and let's get right into the sweet, sassy, molasses plays of the game.
1: Sweet Sassy Molassie, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown.
0: Our sweet Sassy Molassi plays the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Del Lago, uh, which uh, we're uh, almost certainly going to be visiting there after the bye. Uh, Mike, you're the last one I just had to check with, but um, we're thinking about going to Del I probably should talk to you beforehand. About this. (laughs) But for the the Jaguars game, the 1 p.m. game on November 7th, a couple of weeks away, because we have the bye week next week, the week after, uh, we're thinking about going to Delago. If anyone is interested in catching up with us or whatever, we'll be at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, our feature sponsor of the podcast. Um, Just talking with them. We've done it a few times in the past. We interviewed Bruce Smith there, which was a really cool time. Um, So we're looking. To do that, and what's cool is they're very uh, accom- they they accommodate us very well, so we can record the podcast literally right after um, in one of the lounges. So that's always a cool time. So you can give us our your wall of famers and wall of shamers in per uh, in person, and hopefully it's a win because it's against the Jaguars. So it'll be uh, it'll be a fun time, fun game to watch. So John, I'll let you go first. What is your sweet sassy molassy play of the game? I don't know. Oh, uh, I, I guess the Diggs touchdown was pretty good. <laughs> John's, John is beaten down. Um, he's like, I don't, know. I don't know. The Bass field goal, I, whatever. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what's your sweet sassy molassie play the game? I'll go the to Beasley a, touchdown. The Beasley touchdown? The 29-yard touchdown in the second quarter? Third and Cole? I like it. On third down? All right. They went up 20 to 17. That was a good play. I'm going to go with the the easy one, the two-point conversion on the pass that I just mentioned, the Dawson Knox pass to uh, Josh Allen. Um, they were going to go up with, if they kick the, the extra point, it didn't matter in the in the grand scheme of things, but um, it would have mattered if they had gotten that first down at the end of the game. Because then, uh, you know, they're going for the touchdown no matter what. So I guess it didn't matter if they they miss that two point conversion, but it's good to see them. I feel like in the past, in past seasons, they don't, they never make those two point conversions. Um, so that was good to see a uh, more creative play calling by Dable. I just wish he kind of used that sort of creativity. Of course, of course, if it doesn't work and he does one of those, like, you know, passes to handoffs, you know, to Isaiah McKenzie, then a handoff to Doss Knox and a pass to Josh Allen. If it doesn't work, then we're just like, Oh, why you get so cute Dable? <laughs> why doesn't just, just run it up the middle, just do a QB sneak. <laughs> so, um, I'm not going to blame Brian Dable too much for that. So, those that were the Sweet Sassy Molassic Plays of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Now, let's go into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Let's start off with our Wall of Famers. Wall. I'll go first on this one. Uh, to liven up the crew over here, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Josh Allen for fire emoji. Josh Allen. Um, I thought he had a great game. Uh, you know, obviously there were some plays that uh, I would have liked him not to do. There was that play where he threw it to Manuel Sanders in double coverage, and it was almost picked off uh, deep into Titans territory. But um, he did it earlier, and he drew the pass interference. So you know, you, you win some, you lose some, um, and Obviously the interception was costly, but overall, I mean he was he was the reason why the Bills were still in the game. Because this, you know, this number one ranked defense that the Bills had, um, just didn't have an answer for for Derrick Henry. So if like John mentioned earlier, the, the the Titans scored on like their six previous possessions um before the end of the game. So uh, Josh Allen pretty much had to put the team on his back. And uh and I thought he did a good job minus the last uh the last series and uh could have gone either way. So, Mike, uh, I'll go with you next. Uh, who do you have on your Wall of Fame in today's loss?
1: I think I'll go Diggs, Nate. Sure, Ellen had a great game, but I can't put him up every week. And just the last couple plays, oh, so just an inch or two um, would re- would rewrite the game, and for sure. So I'm going to go Diggs. Nine receptions, 89 yards with a touchdown. Yeah, the long seventeen yard. It just was all over the field, and um, it's like he's Allen's safety blanket and a a deep playthrough. I maybe an oxymoron, but he's he's all over uh, the field. Love watching him play.
0: Yeah, same here, John. Who do you have on your wall of fame in today's loss? Screw it. I'm going
3: with McDermott. Oh, why is that? He's got dude. Has got the. Culture set. He has faith in his team. He's willing to make the aggressive decisions to win the game. I think over the long haul that that's going to pay off, and, and we've already seen that pay off over the last couple of years. I'm going with the show McDermott.
0: Oh, big picture, big picture wall of fame. I like it.
1: I think it was just for this Let's game. With- I think it was supposed to be just for this game, John.
3: <laughs> yeah, I picked McDermott for this game. <laughs> I'm going to give it. Well, to it Terry clearly didn't work. <laughs>
1: Like he cost them the game if you're going by that decision at the end. Had no plan to stop Derrick Henry. You can
3: make... Th- think about a poker game, right? You can make the right decision. The odds are in your favor, and you still lose the hand, right?
0: That's a, that's a good call there, too, John. I don't know. I was never that good at poker. Is that how you... is that? <laughs> you still make the right call, and you... I thought it was over whenever the, uh, the river came up. Did the last <laughs> card... <laughs> The turn? There's there's the flop, right? Oh. <laughs> flop. <laughs>
1: the flop turn river, is that right, John?
0: Flop turn river. Yeah, we should play again soon. That sounds like somebody uh John would always whenever we play poker together, I remember right after college we'd play every Monday night. It was so cool, uh, back when we had time. And uh, John would John would like look at the he'd look at his cards and he'd look at the pot and he'd count up in his head every time. I'm like, what is John doing? That's so dumb. <laughs> and then I would just like raise just some in, just some crazy weird amount even if I was bluffing. And then I'd eventually lose or be the first or second one out. I'd be like, can I buy back in? Can I <laughs> Uh so maybe there is a method to what John's doing. So I'm going to give it to now uh uh, Terry and Kim Pagula for uh, hiring Sean McDermott and buying the Bills franchise is my Wall of Fame. So, um,
1: who on. invented football? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna revise mine. <laughs> <laughs> Rugby players, <laughs> have you ever? Have you guys ever gone to the the Pro Football Hall of Fame? So
1: I have not. I know made. John has. <laughs> I th- I not? do okay. too. That's why I'm waiting for him to speak up. Yes
0: so I I always I always enjoy that because it's like you see the old photos of the guys playing football It's basically like a backyard game it looks like it looks like just a bunch of buddies that just like got together and just like let's play this game that's kind of like rugby <laughs> and they're just kind of wearing like uniforms <laughs> you know a little bit that's basically what it took to become like the founding members of the it wasn't like the the first game in a stadium like one might think. You know, in the 1920s, it was just like, oh, we have like 20 guys that like to play this game. So we'll divide it into like two different teams. And that's how it was. That was the game. We could start our own league, our own sport somehow. So I, f- so I feel like work.
1: I'm surprised that you're surprised that it started at a grassroots level.
0: well i feel like you you just
1: know hey
3: let's build a giant
0: stadium before
1: (laughs) we even see if this works
3: (laughs) if you build it they will come
0: (laughs) did they even have like stadiums in the 1920s did they even have like skyscrapers back then i don't know if they had the technology to build it (laughs) um anyway um it's late getting off topic um what's let's go to our wall of shame's Shame, shame, shame. Who do we put on our wall of shame in today's loss, Mike? I'll start with you. Jace, uh, who do you who do you give the shame to?
1: The equipment manager, Nate, who's in charge of Josh Allen's cleats. Um, I think another. How do you measure the length of a cleat? Is it metric? I don't know, but I think the next tiniest size up might have made the difference in this game.
0: He needed more grasp of the grass. So a so little more slip.
1: purchase. Yeah.
0: It's mm-hmm. a good one. It's a good one. John, what do you have as your, on your wall of shame?
3: It's, it's the red zone offense. I mean, the, how many times you get inside the five or 10 yard line, come away with a field goal and, it's becoming a recurring theme this year. And obviously, they can get away with it in a lot of the games. But um, obviously, they couldn't in this game. I feel
0: like we've talked about that in re- on uh, recent recaps. It's like, well, you know, it's kind of a, a shame. Like they left a lot of points on the board. You know, that might matter against good teams. And uh, I think, to your point, John, it came back to bite them this week. Um, I'm going to give it to the run defense. Obviously, uh, Derrick Henry just ran all over the Buffalo Bills. Um, they had no answer for them. Leslie Frazier had no answer. Uh, the Bills' defense couldn't stop him. There were a few plays, obviously, where they did stop him for only a couple yards or in the backfield, but that was short-lived. Um, the the Titans' offensive line is porous um, in general, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. The Bills could not stop him, and that was all that they needed to get going because uh, you know Tannehill can only do so much on his own, uh, but he didn't have to do a whole lot because Henry carried the load. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hand it to the, the Bill's run defense. So let's go over to Twitter real quick. We'll read a few of these tweets. I read the first one in David Scheibel, uh, listener of the podcast wrote, sweet Sassy him last. played the game that knocks two point conversion to Allen to Allen. It's so cool to see goal line trick plays. Yeah, I agree, David, especially when they work. Those are also uh, a fan favorite of mine. Wall of fame bills receivers. They did the best they could and were trying so hard. Wall of Shame, Bill's O-Line. They couldn't protect Allen to save their lives.
1: They were trying so hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Reminds me of The Rock with Sean Connery. You're best. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Continue, continue. Uh, what no, does he say? Okay. What else does that's Sean right.
0: Connery <laughs> say? Look at it. Yeah, I mean,
1: you do a better, imp- <laughs> a better Sean Connery impression than me.
0: That's not, I do a better impression of like, whoever, Norm McDonald doing an impression of shot, whoever did it, like, not, not an actual, your best, <laughs> <laughs> your best doesn't go back and bleep the prom queen. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Or loser, no, you're, losers, 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 all, say, losers
1: always whine about their best. Winners go home and
0: yeah, yeah. Um, cheering from afar right wall of fame poyer for the F bomb. (laughs) I love when they go close to the players, like, uh, after, after a touchdown and they definitely don't have a time to bleep it all out. Um, wall of shame. WTF is going on with the NFL officiating in an age where there's probably a camera watching me scratch my arse. Why can't they call plays consistently? Is it just an anti bills thing or what? We got beat up into the buy and regroup. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that, like, in, in this day and age, they don't have um, sensors in footballs. I feel like we've talked about this before. So you can tell exactly where it breaks the line of the sideline. So, like, sensors in the sideline, sensors in the, like, every single point within the, it's like, how do they not have that? It's like they don't want that. It's like they're just like, we just don't want to deal with it. Like, God, <laughs> leave us alone. Like, let us let us just make our money. Why do we have to make it any better? Um,
1: does he spell it that way because he's Scottish? Or does that get around like a yeah, Twitter? Yeah,
0: yeah. Cheering from afar is from uh, the UK. It's it's Saxa Dave from the UK. Huh. Yeah. England, I, I, I believe. Great Britain, England.
1: What's the difference again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I don't know, Mike. I don't know. (laughs) I thought world geography was your thing. I just found out that global studies didn't include American history (laughs) a few podcasts ago. So why are you asking me? (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe I would have done better in that class. Uh,
1: I wonder when history became social studies. (laughs) John, are you still
0: with (laughs)
3: us? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that.
0: Josh Rinkin writes in, Wall of Fame. Cole Beasley was there. He was always there for Allen to find him. Wall of Shame, 100% is the defense. They literally never touched Tannehill. They started so well, but are you kidding me? The Jets sacked that butthole. Why couldn't we? <laughs> yeah. So not only the run defense on the wall of shame, pass, pass defense, the pass rush, um, all around this, this defense that, uh, you know, was, uh, was coming back to 2019 form, obviously hit a, hit a speed bump tonight. You think they were looking forward to the buy too much? I mean, how can you not Right? like not for nothing, but when you know there's vacation coming at work, like, I mean, how, how hard is it to really like, unless you have a, do, deadline due before vacation, which I feel like I always have some, some huge project or something like you're checked out like days before work, right? Like just mentally, like you're already on vacation. You're thinking about what do I need to bring? What do we need to have ready? Like, I can't wait to get out of this. I can't wait to not work. I can't wait to be somewhere sunny. Like, right. You think they weren't, you don't think they were looking ahead. Do you?
3: No, I, I disagree. They, they lost to the chiefs and Titans, Back to back last year, I think they were they were going to be just as prepared for this game as they were last week against the Chiefs. And to your analogy, no, I disagree with that as as well. I, I want to get all my ducks in a row and make sure everything's done before I leave, um, so I don't come back to even more work.
0: Well, I didn't say you didn't try at work, John. I wasn't I wasn't implying that you just give up. <laughs> but I just say that you're. Why would you, you know, question his about-
1: integrity, John?
0: <laughs> John's basically saying like i have no work ethic is what i get from that well that's what it sounded like <laughs>
1: well,
0: i have seven bosses to report to john okay i just do i have to if i do something wrong i have to hear from seven different people it does i do just enough to just not get fired
3: no. well, if, well if all you're doing is tps reports <laughs> i mean this whole
1: system was set up during the industrial age it doesn't make any sense
0: does it make it why forty hours a week? Why am I not working like four hours, four hours a day with a two hour lunch, <laughs> a siesta? oh, yeah, I'd nice. love a siesta. The, the Europeans have it right, man. Speaking of of uh, cheering from afar, Saxon and Dave, write in next time and let us know how many hours you work in a work week. Is it less than forty over there? Because if so, and you can still watch, you can still stream Bills games, you might have three new residents in the UK. I read somewhere recently, it was like Uber Facts on Twitter, that they did they did it because it was like eight hours of work, eight hours of recreation, and eight hours of sleep. Like, that's how they figured it. I'm like, oh, well, it wasn't necessarily the workers that figured that one. <laughs> Someone above them telling them, you, you got to do a... All right, give us a 30-year day. That's all we need. Robert, Rob Zach writes, Wall of Fame, the Bills fans who traveled for the game. Wall of Shame allowing six consecutive scoring drives and settling four field goals. Elizabeth Shap writes Shap, sorry. (laughs) She writes Wall of Fame Dable, Wall of Shame Smith, and the special teams penalties. Honestly, every freaking time there's a penalty on special teams. Yeah. Well, only if it's one to win the game. Man, we, we went easy on Andre Smith and the Wall of Shame we probably should have all given it to him because had it not been for that block, which didn't really seem to help the play or at least the run back. Cause you know, in some of those holding calls, you're like, well, there's no way that guy would have gotten a touchdown. Had he not done that, you know, had he not held four people, then he would have, you know, probably got tackled. But this case, um, I think it was after Isaiah McKenzie already went past under Smith to lead injury in her uh, insult to injury. I thought it was kind of a ticky tech call. To be honest. Yeah, I thought it could have been not called, but I didn't think it was like remember last week against the Chiefs, like Mitch Morris was called for holding when he just blocked the guy, like he pushed him. <laughs> and they're like holding. Like, wait, what? At least this time there was definitely a, a Jersey grab, but I can see them not calling it. Um, Mike, what'd you think? Did you, did you think about that holding call? Did you think it was? I, I thought it was tiki-tack, but I could definitely see them calling it. I like to think that on the Circling the Wagons podcast, we're we're the least biased podcast um,
1: in the world. Would you say
0: podcast? Yeah, oh. probably in the world. I think if anything, we we give too much credit to the, or we don't give enough credit to the Bills. Like we want them to lose sometimes, almost. That's how <laughs> unbiased we are.
1: Just like but, taking into account our bias, overly overcompensating. Overly,
0: yeah. Yeah. Over correction.
1: No, I agree. Instead of I just mean,
0: going more towards the middle, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike, what did you think about that holding call?
1: Same, nothing egregious, but you see it called frequently, I would say.
0: Yeah. The good thing about this broadcast team, the one good thing is it seemed like they would replay those penalties because I feel like even in primetime football, like those huge, you know, game-changing penalties. They're just like, all right, next play, you know. Uh, maybe it's just just because they actually had time because uh, uh, because it didn't end up being a touchdown it had to be reviewed or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, Jen writes in. She says, Wall of Fame, the Bills Mafia for showing up so big in Nashville. I did see a stat that like 58% of the fans in Nashville... In, in the game, we were Bills fans, which is pretty incredible if you think about it. Um, and then, you know, it's funny, in the pregame show that I did with, with the guys, Bruce was like, how embarrassing is it to be a Titans fan and realize that there are so many players or so many other teams, uh, fans showing up to your stadium and you can't fill it up. And it's not like the season's over, like you're, the season started, you're three and two, you're a decent team. Uh, you should have more fans than that. I thought that was an interesting point. She also writes, Wall of Shame, officiating as it seems to be every week. The inconsistency is the only thing that is consistent week to week. Very good point. Mike Graham writes, Wall of Fame. Mike Graham's a funny follow, by the way, on Twitter. Um, Just his replies to tweets are really, really funny and witty sometimes. um, I always get a chuckle. Wall of Fame, Tremaine Edmonds, dude was hitting hard. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds had a great game today. Well, shame. The fact that we play like crap every time we play the Titans. Two games this year, we have been in a tight game and lost because our red zone was freaking awful. I'm sick to my stomach. The Titans didn't win that. We lost it. Oh, good point. All right, we'll get one more in before... The end. Private Joker 2003 writes Wall of Fame. Don't want to hear about a couple of plays where Allen didn't see a receiver or slipping on the sneak. Allen was a machine and played a near-perfect game. Edmonds was great as well. Wall of Shame, the front four minus star. They lost at the point of attack in running and passing. So he puts it on the D-line. I like that one. So thank you all for... Uh, tweeting at us at CTW pod like at circling the wagons pod. Um that was the Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamer segment brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Guys, this was uh it wasn't a fun recap. I gotta admit, like one of the things that uh stinks and obviously you know appreciate always when Mike and John um stay up with us and, and we talk about this late into the thing is is that it always kind of stinks when they when they lose. I'm sure Bill's mafia is feeling that. I'm sure everyone that took a vacation uh, to go to Nashville from Western New York or wherever you might live, uh, they're feeling that. They're like, they're staying up late not only to be at the game in Nashville, getting a ride back to the hotels, going, getting up early for the flights. I mean, it just feels so much different after a loss than it does a win. So uh, you know, props to everyone that made the trip. That made it seem like, you know, everyone kept calling it Nash Bill. Uh, because of all of the Buffalo Bills uh, fans and Bills Mafia showing up in Nashville. So uh, shout-out to everyone that did that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we have the Jaguars in a couple of weeks. We have the bye week next week. I'm going to pull someone in from the media or someone that we like to talk to on the podcast for uh, a bye week discussion and interview. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to that. We'll, we'll plan on uh, meeting if anyone wants to. Meet us at the Delago uh, Casino and Resort on the November 7th game. Uh, we can meet you there. Uh, talk bills. Just let us know either DM us or tweet at us or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, but yeah, obviously disappointing loss. None of us are happy about it. Um, I'm not as angry as I could be, but uh, obviously disappointing. And uh, almost forgot to do the giveaways. For the podcast, we are giving away an Ed Oliver signed jersey, a Daryl Talley signed jersey, and two T public site shirts. Those are from our T Public store, where we have hundreds of builds designs as tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod. And if you're interested in being a part of our weekly giveaways, you just have to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh just mention CTW or CTW pod somewhere in the description. And this year, we're doing uh, another uh, twist to it. And that's adding uh, another podcast on the network, because those guys do a great job. Uh, it was really cool to talk with Joe, uh, Big Newt and uh, Bruce uh, earlier before the game. And uh, I mean, those guys do an amazing job. So they need props to um, not just obviously us. Um, they're doing the giveaways, but you know, let us know uh, what you think of uh, all of them or some of them or whatever. So um, also, you have to be listening to earn or to win the prizes, and you have to contact us after you win. Um, so man, ride or die, you gotta listen when they win, when they lose. You know, you, you take weeks off, and then you might, you know, you might have missed a jersey, which several people have, um, just because they weren't listening that specific week. So we are doing four giveaways. The first one to get back to me gets to choose which of the four items that they want to keep, the or which one that they want specifically, the Ed Oliver jersey, the Daryl Talley jersey, and the, uh, the 2T Public shirts. First winner is Dylan Sabo. That's Dylan Sabo, first winner. Second winner is Rich Perks 27. That's Rich Perks 27. Third winner is Yorkies 716. That's Yorkies 716. I think that's like Yorkies like the dog. And the fourth winner, winner is Lego Link 19. That's Lego Link 19. So again, first one to get back to me, uh, wins. Uh, be sure to leave more reviews in Apple Podcasts because, uh, if you're listening each week, which I know a lot of you are that aren't part of this giveaway, uh, we don't remove your name if you've won already. Um, so there's chances we've had several people there listeners that have won multiple items and that are still in the in the winning or in the running to uh win more. So definitely get in on that, um, leave us more reviews and uh and let us know what you think of the show. And uh yeah. And yeah, so John and Mike, do you have any final thoughts about the game or anything else in regards to uh the Bills loss uh this evening?
1: I I would just say it was a awesome game, instant classic with the lead changes and prime time. Really had a blast. Um, Because if you if you can't enjoy the moment, like what's what's the point, right? Like I, and long term, I don't think it impacts things to a huge extent. The Bills are still having ninety seven percent chance to make the playoffs, ninety three percent chance to win the division. Uh, 23% chance for a first round bye, and they're one of four teams with double digit chances to win the super bowl. You have the bucks, the Ravens, the bills and the Cardinals. And we're right there. Like, uh, it's awesome time to be a bills fan.
0: So Mike, with the optimistic view, I like it, John, are you feeling a little bit better after Mike said that are you still in a, in a rough place? You can be honest.
3: Yeah, I guess. I mean,
0: we can't lose next week, right? (laughs) John. I love you man. Um we that is a fact. Factually correct, we cannot lose next week at all. Uh I Yeah. Yeah, I mean it is. It it sucks, but um I'm not going to let it get to me as much as other losses have like 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 Mike said, uh it was a very entertaining game. It was a good back and forth. Um this is like a low key rivalry. I think Bruce brought up in the pregame thing, you know, this is people don't like to think about, you know, teams with, you know, outside of your division, but, uh, I think the bills Titans rivalry is probably the biggest rivalry that we have going on, uh, in the AFC at this point. Um, and I can't really disagree with that. I can't think, think of another team that the bills really kind of go back and forth with, uh, Kansas <laughs> city. city. I mean, yeah, so far. The Chiefs and the Steelers, Tigers maybe those are, those are, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The Steelers. Yeah. They did just beat us and we beat them a few times before that in a row. Yeah. Okay. Those are all good. The Ravens. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's like a decent one. I think it's, I think it's one that could continue and they might see them in the playoffs. Let's just hope that the first round by doesn't come down to this game, this head to head game. That's all. That's all we're trying to say. So, Thank you guys all for listening. Thanks to Mike and John, obviously, uh, for doing this with us, uh, staying up late. Uh, Appreciate everyone out there in in Bill's Mafia, anyone that made the trip, anyone that's out there listening on their flight back or in the morning. Uh, So signing off for John. Go Bills. For Mike. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. Uh, We will talk to you guys again Next week
2: Buffalo stand up It's the mafia (laughs) Uh, It's a bill city Yeah A buffalo bill city Yo uh, It's a bill city Yeah A buffalo bill city Yo we got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way when you got Diggs and B's and Gabe Davis. Three headed single, Terry Moss, Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike, yeah, we ready. Dawson that's with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team, ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. Uh, uh, yeah yeah. Terrence Johnson with a pick six It's just too easy Don't pass it to Trey Please believe me We got high right behind him And Poya free Please don't run up the middle Unless you want to meet a star Greg Russo can show you what he's about Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano Can't get around them. Our team is grounded Over oh, yeah Sebastian like Boogie Yeah, we ready Moving for Cody four. We ready Kick they fuck up like Ike Yeah, we ready Dawson Knox with a spike Are you ready Season tickets some hype up the team Ready, Buffalo This is our team forever